1: FM to get started. This guy was so good in season two, they wanted him back to compete in season 15.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk.
1: We talk moving. Uh, if you heard the laughter, yeah, that was Benji <laughs> Schwimmer. This is To The Point with Kristen Burke presenting oh my Popcorn gosh. Talk and Dance Network. And I'm going to let you in on the joke in case you guys don't know what I am talking about. Um, and, you know, it's probably better if you tell the story. And, uh, Steve, if you could actually put up the DM, because I did copy it off of your Instagram. Because oh, yeah. it was so good. <laughs> um <laughs> So, they were the casting directors. They go and they scout for talent for season 15, sure. which is their job, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Guess who got one? Mr. Benji Schwimmer. Yeah,
0: someone slid into my DMs and they're like, hey, we've been looking for a good swing dancer. Really love your videos. Have, have looked throughout your whole Instagram. And I would just love to invite you to try out for this show called So You Think You Can Dance. And my response is, I thought this was a joke, right? And I look at the person and she's 35 years old. She owns her own like hip hop dance production company in New York. So this person knows the dance industry and literally sends me this message. And I'm, I'm like, well, I, I actually competed on the show several years back. And she's like, nice, what season were you on? And my passive aggressive response was, I won the show.
1: <laughs> but you did. It's, it's so not bad. even passive aggressive, it's the truth. <laughs>
0: I mean, wouldn't you want to, like, study up and see who's actually maybe been on the show? Like, I'm going to call Kelly Clarkson right now and say, yo, there's this amazing show called American Idol, and it's getting this facelift. We think you'd be fantastic. Lionel's going to love you. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Yeah. Nigel's going to love me. Nigel, I know. I
1: I would love it just for you to, like, show on up at the auditions (laughs) on Monday, March 26th. Roll on in there and see what what Nigel has to say. Oh,
0: my gosh. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. I just have to keep coming back to it. (laughs) Do
1: you know... I Actually, I saw Nigel at the uh, Los Angeles Ballet Gala. Now it's probably about a month ago. I think it was February 24th, so a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And he did not know that you had choreographed from Adam. And I was like, by the way, aren't you proud of all of these so-you-think alums that have Uh choreographed, you know? And and Serge had been doing some stuff, and Jenna had helped. Like, a lot of people. And he was like, I did not know that. And I was (laughs) like, you need to keep up with your alums because they're doing great things.
0: He's got so many, like... So you think you can dance like grandkids just everywhere. (laughs) So many babies. We're multiplying like rabbits frequently. Every season, there's just a whole other 30 or 40 of us. (laughs)
1: But you know what's impressive, though, is that even the ones from season one, season two, season three, season four, you guys are still all out there in the game killing it.
0: Yeah, I think what's really nice about like the season one, two, three, four in particular, because the show is still so new, it had never really been done before. So basically, any season that had like a big sailboat in the background looking stage, I feel like we've been given that platform before there was so many of us mm-hmm. to kind of like plant some roots professionally in which whatever venture we wanted to go into, I feel like we had a, a really good opportunity to do so you know we didn 't have like the social media platforms that some of the contestants have now, but we did have a little bit more i think just like a trailblazing opportunity and experience to kind of choose our own adventure without as much competition
1: yeah and that is kind of nice, and I think that people were open to you didn 't have to be the A-plus talent, which you do now. Like, you could be, Mm -hmm. like, that strong B-plus and then through the show really, really, really grow. And and that, all right now, you already have to be top level and then still have more growth. I just was talking to um, someone from a a later season, but they were just saying, like, even for auditions now, Mm -hmm. like, they're going through the agents and everyone already has, like, 100,000 followers and they have their agent and they've been working professionally and that's kind of where the show is at at this point. Mm -hmm. You know, shows evolve and, and that's the way it is, but... And that's
0: awesome. That's just a beautiful sign that dance is something that's embracing all walks of dance and all types of genres of dance. Everyone's training now. Like I get I get at least a message a day online saying, "Hey, can you give me some ballroom lessons?" which is really funny. That's when I know like you're probably a jazz dancer and you don't know the difference between ballroom and latin and standard and international latin, the club dances and the swing dances and the country dances, but you're saying you want to learn how to partner, right? So, which is great. And people like pre-studying. For me, it was just like what is this experience like let's go into the like the chocolate factory cuz no one knows what willy wonka is going to do that's right and it was just kind of this doe-eyed experience like you were saying none of us were necessarily a plus on all genres of dance and mm-hmm. experience but we did have personality and we had gumption we had moxie
1: <laughs> i love as they the said word back moxie, in our day yes. moxie was moxie. the word for sure yeah, yeah. um I, I have to ask you something this came to mind just as you were saying this mm-hmm. there's been a lot of debate about, amongst so you think you can dance fans because Nigel always says like we've never had a ballroom dancer and then a fan always like tweets me <laughs> but we've had benji schwimmer right. and you know But I think he means, like, in his mind, like, a true...
0: A Russian male who shows his chest all day. (laughs) That's right, I guess. You know, with the deep V? Yeah, the darling. Exactly.
1: So would you say that you're the first ballroom winner, or would you say... I would say it was the
0: first partner dance OK, winner. that's good. OK. And, and even still, like what's funny is most of the dancing we did was side by side. It wasn't partnering. Like I had an amazing partner, Donielle Jones, throughout the entire experience. We've Shout her out here. to Danielle. Oh, she's we my heart. Her. I love her to death. And, um, you know, like I was able to partner up with really great people. And I remember specifically, and this is like years ago, right? I mean, this is when most people that are watching this were probably two years old. <laughs> but when I was on that TV show and there was like a top six, I had partnered with both Danielle. Heidi, my, my cousin Heidi, Travis Wall, um, and Natalie, who is the other of the top six. And what's funny is I got a chance to dance with all of them. So when we made it to the final, I was going to be splitting votes with every person that I would partnered up with. And so for me, making it to the finale was like I won the show as a partner dancer like i did my best to bring out the best in my partners and none of us were ever in the bottom and so for me like that was the ultimate like crowning for me it That's wasn't great. actually winning it it was that for me as a partner dancer now since then i've expanded like i've really focused on different genres of dance and like the experience working with like the natalies and the allisons and the travises and the donyells of the world had really like opened my eyes to just these beautiful solo dance genres and i spent a lot of time really studying those too so and you have
1: to you i have think you to. constantly have to be a student because because if we stop, if you're just like, I'm good Yeah. You stop growing and then people you start losing fans and yeah. they're not following you as an artist anymore.
0: And you're not you're not an artist anymore you're camp, you're a performer, you're a character, right? And you're so, one note. You're one note. Yeah, that's, that's so good. And it's like, if you feel like being on So You Think You Can Dance is your pinnacle, a lot of people tell me that, like, it is my dream to be on So You Think. And it's like for us at the time, it was never about that. It was just a really cool venture. To me, it was like freshman year of college. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, and then so are like, go, do your thing, focus on your specialties, focus on whatever your, your passions are, and make something of it. And I feel like uh, maybe maybe this new generation is getting lost in the idea, like, I need to make it on this. TV show, and that's that. Like, look way beyond that. Please look way beyond that. Like, look beyond that.
1: And the opportunity you have to work with all of these incredible choreographers. If you notice, choreographers, and you'll know this, you work with the same people over and over. You're like, I love working with, you know, A, B, C, and D. Come Mm -hmm. on over. I've got a great project happening, and we're all getting great pay, or whatever it is. Um, And so, the dancers who don't understand the business side of the show business, Mm -hmm. and I keep saying this over and over, and I see it even from my end when I'm trying to contact them them do a story about them people that don't get back or check their emails or have people it's okay to have a person to be your point person your publicist your agent your manager i'm fine dealing with that your mom your mom (laughs) i do deal with moms i'm I'm sure you do (laughs) totally fine with that because there's some great so you think moms and dads that have been my friends over the years and but that's okay and it's okay if, if you're someone that's like i can't handle the business I need to focus on the show. Just make sure you have a good person in your corner to help you out.
0: Yeah, and and what's funny is we didn't have that back in the day because none of us knew what the show was going to be. You know, season one was kind of this um, experimental season, Mm -hmm. right? And and by the way, like, shout out to everybody that was on that season because you guys inspired me so much. So, like... The, the Melodies, the Knicks, the Blakes, like, all of you guys were so awesome and, and really inspired us to just maybe pick up and see what the show can bring. It reminded me a lot, now this is going to show my age, but, like, that's I'm okay. a huge, huge fan of, like, 80s dance movies, mm-hmm. like, Beyond, but some of the more obscure ones, like, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I just was going to
1: say, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Yes,
0: yes, I think we're yes. best friends. We're, we just totally became besties <laughs> right now. And so, like, like DTV, like, they had this dance TV network out of Chicago, which is, like...
1: Oh, that's amazing. We didn't have it on the East Coast, so... No,
0: but the, I'm seeing the movie had it like it had this network live on dance tv in chicago right and so i always thought of that and like that was like my opportunity i was like living my 80s dancer dream that i never had because i was like a baby (laughs) in the 80s right so for me it was just this really cool opportunity to kind of like see what could happen and just try it out like i had nothing to lose and why not? I slept, I remember this too. This is a funny story. So I slept on a sleeping bag in downtown LA so that I could be the first person in line for the LA auditions. Wow. I slept on a sleeping bag. A bum peed on my sleeping bag.
1: Oh, <gasps> that's the worst story. It's and amazing. And it turned it around. Was it at the Orpheum? It they... was at
0: the Orpheum Theater. Love it. Isn't that amazing?
1: That's amazing. I'm
0: surprised I wasn't stabbed
1: yeah and, and you also have to think that 10 years ago mm-hmm. the downtown LA area was even so worse bad. it's yeah. really it's, it's come a long way sure they're not doing the auditions at the Orpheum this that week.
0: is so sad to me
1: I know they're doing it in Beverly Hills we've gotten and we've moved on up wah, wah, wah. Oh no, yeah. it's a beautiful theater that I'm they're sure. doing it at, but it's you know it's a little swankier it doesn't have that like history that the Orpheum oh, does
0: I need the rusty pipes I need like you every do. time someone flushes they have to like cut the scene and do it again <laughs> because you can hear like the water rattling throughout the walls But
1: <laughs> there's something great about the ore film that I do love. You know, I was also like going back and researching and I forgot I was like, the prizes were a lot different when you <laughs> won. You want a car?
0: I did well, I, I kinda did. So they offer you the car, but you have to pay like a buttload of taxes. And so it would be more expensive than it just to buy the car itself, like outside of it. So you trade the car equivalent cash in, yeah. and then you get that cash on top.
1: Nice. And then you got a hundred thousand that th- year yeah, somewhere it, in there. It
0: was like 45 years ago, but yeah. I think it was a hundred thousand dollars.
1: And then the Celine Dion contract, which you did not. Not take correct? Yeah,
0: so here's the funny thing. They gave you this like Celine Dion contract, right? And of course me being that swing dancer or that ballroom dancer, that partner dancer, I wasn't really fitting in like the Mia Michaels mold at the time of like right. contemporary dancers in Vegas. And for me, like that was never the goal. And that was something that they put on like once we already went live, that was something that they had announced. Right. So they were expecting, I think, a solo dancer to win that year. Like it was kind of obvious, like that was going to be the the routes that they were hoping mm-hmm. to kind of promote because the promotion or the prize didn't make much sense for maybe half your cast. So like all of us knew, like any partner dancers or break dancers like, were bye. like, yeah, like like survive as long as you can without <laughs> just make your moments on camera happen and count. And, um, and what's funny is obviously I turned down the contract, but you either could have done that contract or you could have gone on tour with the show. And so they conflicted on their dates. And so for me, like people are like, no, you should do it so you can grow. You get to train with like amazing contemporary dancers. Like it'd be really good for your dance career for like the long term. And I was I was debating it for like a day. But really, I wanted to perform with my friends, my castmates on the show and also to kind of give back to the people that voted you in and put you in on that platform, like to give back meant a lot for me, some stupid kid dancing, you know, from a
1: business perspective too, on the producing Mm -hmm. side, I think not having the winner on tour is a big mistake.
0: Huge, yeah. huge.
1: I mean, just seeing what happens now. I mean, I, I, didn't, I did go to the season 14 tour at the Dolby. It was fantastic. And I was mm-hmm. like, it would have been weird without Lex. You know yeah. what I mean? Like all yeah. those great numbers. So I'm glad that you actually wound up doing that.
0: Uh, yeah. It, in truth, too, I don't even think that, that we had a tour planned from the get-go. I think mid season, knowing that the numbers were so up that we were the number one show at that time slot in mm-hmm. summer and we didn't start that way, I think this just kind of came together last second. And of course, I was going to go with everybody on tour. Like it was, that was an amazing experience, more of a growing experience than I think actually being on the actual show itself was. Oh, really? For me personally, absolutely.
1: What was the the thing that made you grow or you felt like you just really had some sort of like personal epiphany or anything?
0: Yeah. So for me, like when I practice, like I'm manic about it and I'm really like slow to pick up on things. So for me, I was practicing like when everybody else is going out and shopping with their per diem for like walk on costumes and outfits and like solo outfits, like I was practicing like the damn intro of like a hip hop thing choreographed for like Shane Sparks, right? Or this ballroom pass choreographed by Tony Redpath. And I would just like freak out. I would go into like the apartment complex gym that we had and I would just practice to like my feet were bleeding and I was in tears and, and I had to, I just had to do it. And so, um, I never had a chance to like embrace how amazing the experience was to perform in front of people because I was like focus mode. Like, yeah. get it done, survive, make it happen, don't mess up. Like, that was just my only goal, right? Like, don't, don't drop your hat in this. And uh, the moment we got on tour, we were able to do these same numbers. And they were, I was able to actually be a real performer and be very present in my performance and mm-hmm. just enjoy the moment. Play pranks while we're dancing with you one another. You need that,
1: though, too. You
0: do. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> to, to do the same thing over and over again, it's got to be fresh. Like, sometimes we would walk in and, like, steal each other's costumes on tour and do each other's numbers. Like, it was really fun to do. And I just remember also, like, doing the group warm-up because each person would kind of lead a warm-up every day before the show. And you would kind of get a sample and take class from all these different great people that kind of held their own stuff. Like, you held your style back. You didn't want to teach others because it was your only asset on the show. That's right. And we kind of did, like, a sharing experience amongst most of us. Like, we, we got together and we would teach each other class throughout the week. Oh, I like that. And that was, like, a cultural, beautiful dance experience for me, who had kind of been sheltered from other dance genres and experiences till that point. So for me, it was a huge experience. It was college for me.
1: Oh, I like that. Were you, was this the stadium tour? Because I know by season four, they were doing like huge arenas. <laughs> yeah. were you, did you guys have huge? Um... We had
0: shoebox theaters. You
1: did? Okay, the yeah. smaller. Yeah. It was
0: amazing though. Oh my gosh, to walk out and not have to worry about camera five, camera three, the crane hanging above us, that one, that one, that steady one. Steady cam know, on stage with you. Steady cam on stage. Let's do a second pass of this and try and look like you're not sweaty and you haven't danced already. So for us, like it was really cool to do that and just to like project out. Or project with your partner and not worry about the judges in one corner or this, that, and the other. I love that. That was one of my favorite parts of the oh. whole experience.
1: I love that. I love that. You know, and it's, it's fun to kind of like look back on what the show was because there was now everyone's so savvy and they know exactly what they're doing. Jaded and, a little bit. A little bit. There's jaded. a little bit of jadedness. Um, yeah. And, and sort of like walking into the experience naive, there was such a freshness to that. And I, you know, when I go back and even just watch like a clip or watch those little packages, because you had the results show on Tuesdays and we yeah. got to know you guys so yeah. was so much better too
0: it was it, it was i think it just a different experience altogether and people kind of see that there is a bit of a formulaic concept to the show mm-hmm. like what works on camera what's what's not working on camera and we like I, I, I honestly we didn't know what was working and what wasn't we didn't get feedback we didn't have instagram we didn't have twitter mm-hmm. to like see an immediate reaction or response and i didn't even watch any of the episodes Like, until after tour, I actually sat down and watched everything and wanted to lock myself in a room and just hide because I thought I was, like, the worst dancer on earth, completely undeserving of the title. And it made me actually, like, have a paradigm shift of how I was going to approach my dance career thereafter, actually. Like, seriously, like, no tea, no shade. Like, I really, I debated, do I need to go back to med school? (laughs) Like
1: No way. Oh, yeah, for
0: sure. I was, I had this huge, like, experience, like, this visceral response after watching it. And, like, I'm a garbage dancer I need to take this more seriously. I need to train. And what I did, and people don't know this, I took some of that, so you think, money, and I decided for a year to take one week out of the year, almost every week, and I would travel some place around the world, and I would shadow a choreographer that would allow me to shadow them and just train under them for a week. If it was was me giving them coffee, if it was me taking their classes, if it was me just assisting them in something, like, a lot of choreographers were very open to doing that. Some weren't, and that's fine. Like, if I can just be, like, a fly on the wall and see what's going on.
1: Shadowing is a great way to learn, too. Amazing. Can you name some of the choreographers? Would they be open to Uh, it? yeah. Like,
0: I I shadowed Tice DiOrio a couple of different times, which was amazing, because he was one of my favorite choreographers to work with when I competed on the show. Like, he was always very positive, believed in me, was, was, like, sarcastic and a funny way. Like if I messed up, he didn't make me feel bad. He made me feel bad with humor and it was wonderful and I took that to heart and um, I followed him around. I followed uh, gosh, so many different like flamenco artists and, and different like contemporary people and different jazz people and and even some ballroom dancers people that I, I never would have like been exposed to had I not had the exposure that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that I was on tour with. So I, I followed even like like Joe Tremaine on how to run a convention. Joe and Tremaine's
1: incredible. Amazing.
0: Like, like the late Doug Caldwell, like taking mm-hmm. his lyrics classes I followed him several different weeks on end and he was amazing like to me he kept things as real as possible because he had this beautiful perspective right if anyone had the fortunate opportunity to take one of his classes right you know that it's it was a a, it was him giving himself right and I, I just would see him give everything he had in an hour to an hour and a half time and seeing that, like, I related that resonated really heavy with me and, um, just the influence that he had on people and how everybody had taken a class from him at some point. Okay. Thus, like, you have to give him credit to at least like a percent of your success. Like, that web of beautiful karma is so awesome. You yeah, know, when you put it that. out
1: there, it's like giving back. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really powerful. And I don't think people do it enough, mm-hmm. And uh, except some special people like the Doug's and the Joe Tremains and things like that. Yeah. And we need to do more of it because it really does resonate. And it we resonates do. a lot longer than we realize. And, you know, you doing this makes me think a lot of um, Gabby Diaz, who also who won season 12. Uh-huh. She is training right now in Chicago, and she's been someone that she was like, you know, I got to do the show, and then I did tour, and I did some Shaping Sound, and you Mm -hmm. know, she came back as an all-star, but she's like, I lost being a student, and I need to get back to training. Yeah. And she's at Hubbard Street in their professional program. Amazing. and Not in their company yet, like, training, and she's like, it has grounded her Amazing. incredible and she's incredibly so and she i think that's there's something about the winners like i'm just making me think like mm-hmm. you guys have a drive that's different it's different
0: yeah well and, and i don't i can't speak for all winners right but i am close lex with is like that too <clears throat>
1: i'll i'll speak for that's a couple awesome. yeah <laughs> and what's
0: nice is though i think though too like now in this day and age of social media i think there's actually a lot more Uh, heavier of a grace period where a winner of a show such as this could potentially take time off. You know, they could still post videos of them working, practicing, training, taking class, and people can applaud that now. And I think in the era in which I came from, it, it made me disappear. Like, people thought, like, where the hell did he go? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, where are they now? Like, When you're getting, like, People Magazine, like, two years from now, ha- asking, like, what are you doing? And that's like, oh, gosh. Maybe, the worst maybe, question. <laughs> maybe I made the wrong mistake. Am I that like, like niche of a person to get there? And what's funny is it's like, we all have our reasons. We all, we all, we all go where we go. Like, for example, the season after me, Sabra Johnson, season three winner, who I'm Dear Friends with we actually kind of dated for a little bit, believe it or not. Like we had this really weird love affair in Oslo, Norway, for like two weeks one time. It's a long I love story. That, I know it was amazing. We connected, we bonded on a level that only 14 people could bond with. Yes. Right. So she um she went completely off the grid. She doesn't even have a Facebook, she doesn't have a phone. Last oh. time I checked, like she I think she has one of those flip phones. She's like straight up burner. She's account. not texting. No, she's no. breaking bad, full blown like burner phones, going to Walmart, cricket wireless, whatever. Throwing it out, throwing it out there, and she's just wanting to lie Like, yeah, just step kick and like ball change her way through life. And it's amazing. And like last time I heard she was either in like some small, weird experimental contemporary company in Germany, or she was in Tel Aviv teaching classes and whatever it is, she's just training. She was in salt uh, company in Salt Lake. She was doing all sorts of different, like just experimental contemporary groups. And this is somebody who won. So you think you can dance for being this vivacious personality. And she went like completely underground.
1: But she's living her true, authentic, artistic life.
0: Yeah, and it's really sad when people, and you get this sometimes, and this is like total, I think it's total like just online social media presence. Like when you have fans, sometimes fans expect you to entertain them. And, and to put on a show instead of you appreciating someone that you follow, you, you admiring their choices for whatever they may be, mm-hmm. right? And I wish that Sabre had, like, a social media presence just showing what she's doing.
1: Because it's cool stuff. It's yeah. cool
0: stuff, right? And, like, for instance, recently I finally embraced social media. It took me a long time, but I have. And it's really nice to, like, showcase some of the improv competitions that I do. Or some of the training videos that I do or working with some of the Olympians that I've worked with. And it might not be the most popular thing every day. And it might not be So You Think You Can Dance level, American Idol, National Tour kind of stuff. But it's really cool. And it's something that I love personally doing and so um, it's nice that it's starting it's starting to get that attention and it's starting to get a platform where it's valid it's valid in the eyes and hearts of many people because I've gotten a lot of fans saying well I used to be a fan of him until he decided to like follow his own like passion projects and I'm like wait a second <laughs> wait
1: but isn't that what you want you want the best for the people that you're following yeah
0: <laughs> it's weird I and on the flip side for a while I felt very guilty and conflicted because it's like these people did put you on this pedestal like had people not voted for me I I wouldn't have had the money, the means, or the opportunity Mm -hmm. to take that year and study to focus, right? And so
1: learn from these choreographers, like really embark on your own choreography. Yeah,
0: to like shadow Mia Michaels at a convention, to follow Brian Friedman, um, to take Bobby Newberry's classes. Like, it's really funny to take these 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 genres and these artists that are so backwards from like my energy and from where I came from, Mm -hmm. and it really has helped me create this well-rounded, versatile experience as a dancer, as a performer, as a choreographer, as an artist. Yes. Right? And I love it. And it's super fun. Um, but it, it's just funny. Like, there is this huge expectation to play that role, to be that person. Because So You Think You Can Dance, it's an amazing show. It's amazing. But what it does is it does cast you. It it casts you. You have certain character plots. That's right. That they're going to plug you into. And so, for example, just a little secret. I don't think a lot of people know this. But when I was casted, I found this out after the fact. Okay, um, Nigel took the top four before the final, like, like announcement, whoever won the show. They took the four of us out. So Danielle, Travis, Heidi, and I went to dinner or lunch with him. And he sat down. He's like, you can ask me anything except who's winning because I know who won. Okay. And so we asked him everything, like, where did you see us? Where did you project us? Like, he's like, well, Benji, you weren't even cast in this show. <gasps> and I'm like, oh, Whoa! what? Right? So I was actually like the 11th boy.
1: So was it like Mary Murphy that pushed you through? And
0: Mary was certainly a proponent for me because Mary's known me since I was a fetus. Like, my mom was pregnant. There's pictures of her holding me as a newborn child. I know. Isn't that crazy? There's
1: a photo. Look at that. Ah,
0: oh, my gosh. Look at that. And that was the, the day of the results show. And they dyed my eyebrows black. And that was a really <laughs> big mistake. Mistake. and i think that's why mary's laughing she wasn't happy that i won she's just laughing at how ugly my groucho marks eyebrows are right there <laughs>
1: Things not to do. Ah, totally Your natural right. eyebrows look great. Oh, thank you. I mean, they're
0: penciled in right now <laughs> because whatever. But, um, but Mary was a huge proponent because she wanted a partner dancer to step up, and she knew that um, there was. I mean, Dmitri was somebody on the show, a guy of named course. Stanislav as well. My cousin Heidi was a partner dancer, so we had a lot of partner dancers on the show that year that were are still working and doing a lot of great I things around the Dimitri world. Just saw Dimitri
1: two nights ago. Oh, yeah. right on. That's that's
0: awesome. Uh, I have another funny story about him, but but what's interesting with Mary is she was like, yes, we need to push these partner dancers but i was casted number 11 i was an alternate and as an alternate um i only made it on the show because there's a psych test that they do once you finish and make it to the vegas round so there's 40 left and then they cut 20 and they keep 20 so um i passed the psych test and the boy that was casted in my role did not pass the psych test
1: you're like thank you whomever you are i know
0: who it was we
1: were not gonna say we're not
0: gonna say but what what he didn't pass on is amazing. And the fact that this is like the all-American kid that they were going to hire probably prevented like a mass attack on people in the apartment complex that we stayed in on the there show. There would have
1: been a meltdown.
0: Um, uh, needless to say, a meltdown. Fantastic. Anthrax level man- meltdown. Yeah. It ha-
1: this is why they do psych tests. They do them on all the reality shows, whether you're on The Bachelor or So yeah. You Think or anything else like that. Um, I want to. I I know I'm sitting there thinking, my head's spinning. I'm like, "Mm, I I apologize. I keep
0: deviating. No, that's all good.
1: No, no, no. We like this. We like this. I I want you to tell your Dimitri Chaplin story since we you just mentioned it. So I don't want to. I don't want to forget it. And then I want to dive Mm -hmm. into the Olympics.
0: Okay, we're gonna dive into the just dive into the Olympics casually, right? Yeah,
1: but we're gonna Dimitri Chaplin first. Yeah. So
0: we're doing a show. This is several years after. So you think you can dance? He and I were co headlining at the Vail Festival, the Vail Dance Festival, which is like one of the most prestigious dance festivals in the world. It was really cool and. I didn't know that he was hired to do it. And we co-headlined it that year. And he was performing as a representative of Dancing with the Stars. I was actually representing um, active, competitive partner dancing. Because I still actively compete. I'm a 13-time world swing dance champion. This
1: is why we want you on season 15.
0: (laughs) Right? That would be amazing. That would be so great. Well, maybe my partner might be wink, wink, nudge, nudge uh, competing or auditioning for the show this season. So you might see a cameo as her audition partner. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe, perhaps, in L.A. All right.
1: I'm gonna be there. So. Are you? Ready? Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah. Maybe we'll see each other. I'll there. be
1: there on the 26th and the 28th.
0: Perf- so. Perfect. Yep. Awesome. So I'm
1: going to be eyes wide open looking for you. Fair
0: enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So what I'm going to be doing, um, we were doing this show and we did this final performance and Dimitri brought his babushka, his grandmother, this like traditional Russian, beautiful, adorable woman. And she comes up to me and he said, Benji, make sure you go up to her as a sign of respect. You have to say babushka. And then he gave me a phrase that I practiced like over and over and over again in Russian. And it was the most foul. Oh, <gasps> Insulting like I I can't repeat it in Russian because I know the translation. I don't want to insult like any Russian people. But it's if you could say the most insulting thing to a Russian woman grandmother in the world i said it to her (laughs) right then on there and she has this sweet face and i say it and she goes like this and just smacks me in the face i get a bloody nose and i have to do one more number it was the most amazing thing and we're in vale colorado like the highest altitude altitude, in the freaking world
1: bleeding for days
0: profusely i'm wearing a white shirt for this costume and it's like this romantic piece that i'm doing with my former dance partner and there's just this trail of blood down my shirt and it's i'm like it's a horror dance it was so good so thank you to Demi- dima i really appreciate it brother uh, we love good seeing you i'll have yeah. to
1: mention that next time i'll be like what did you do to it was Benji? so good
0: <laughs> so good
1: <laughs> well you know it's been so interesting that so many of you guys are are helping and choreographing with all of these incredible world-class elite athletes on yeah. the olympic level and i think um we all went on Adam Rapon's journey. I mean, this was (laughs) epic. His personality to me is just, I I love that he was, he had the journey that he wanted to. He was authentically himself. Yeah, he was. um, Had a great time. I was going to say dance, skated beautifully, but um, he was dancing. Yeah, he was dancing. And I I think people, we equate a success as in medals, in gold and in silver and in bronze and everything else. And he got one with the team, but, Mm -hmm. um, Understanding that having a perfect skate like he did at the Olympics is the win. Really? Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big People deal. People slide all over the ice at the Olympics, out of nerves even.
0: Sure. And you know what's funny is with, with Adam, he's not the first skater that I've worked with. Um, but I've known Adam for, I think, seven seven or eight years You now. worked with
1: Jeremy Abbott before that, right? Worked
0: with Jeremy Abbott. He's a dear friend of mine. And actually, I was working on Jeremy's, one of his Olympic pieces from the last, the Sochi. previous the Sochi yep. Olympics, right? And uh, Adam himself, like, was skating. He was really young at the time. Had, like, these curly, like, bleached locks in his hair. And I'm like, who is that kid over there, Right. And and long story short, he was skating around, and he and I kind of locked eyes, and I'm like, okay, I totally get this person. And he was at the time he was straight, and um, and you know, I I was parenthetically straight <laughs> while I was on So You Think You Can Dance as well. And it's it's important to talk about this because you know when I was on So You Think, my biggest regret in hindsight was was not figuring myself out. I really didn't know that I was personally.
1: Like, you were not at that place, were you? No, I
0: wasn't faking anything. I wasn't pretending yeah. to be something. Like, I was going through reparative therapy at the time. And so for me, I didn't acknowledge or even accept that I was who I was.
1: Can, can I ask? You because can ask because your, fa- yeah. your family, uh, you grew up Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> and, there, you know, sometimes, you know, being a gay man, being Mormon... Huge conflict. Huge conflict. Not
0: sometimes, always. Always, okay. Yeah. Let's
1: just say always. How about, uh, for you, did that, even if you had, like, a lingering thought where you're like, well, I'm Mormon, so that just... Yeah. Yeah, Trump's I, I had to stamp
0: is, it immediately. Yeah. And not only that, though. Nigel at the time was very much—he didn't want people to talk about being gay. Yes. like he's like, "We want men on the floor." And I remember that kind of like traumatizing me. And and this went half through season seven,
1: eight, nine. This has just been recently that it's
0: finally subsiding. Which we need 100%. to talk about same sex dancing at some we, point we too. We will. On let's, the media. let's evolve into this. We're going to so. evolve into that. But um, one thing with 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 that whole experience is, yes, I remember a couple of times, and I developed a crush on a boy. In our season. Mm -hmm. And and he had developed a crush on me. Now he was openly gay, just not publicly on the show. And I remember that there was actual chemistry between he and I. And we had a room together. And like for me, I was like praying every day and like just avoiding that concept, that idea. I was so repressed. And and going through that, yes, the fact that I knew that a big Mormon community was probably my my number one voting camp as well. I felt like I owed it to them. And it took me a long time to come out publicly. Because of the fact, I felt like I would just be throwing that gratitude and, and throwing their help to get me onto this platform you're free, away. you worried
1: about disappointing people. And-
0: always, always. Because I feel like I've been given opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten had it not been for the, the help and voting of others. Yeah. You know, they were vocal and they talked to their newspapers to like put this kid who shouldn't have even been on the top 10 to like a final You know what I mean? Like, I I wasn't deserving of that in my eyes. It's
1: really deep if you think about it. It
0: is. And it's so sad because it really did scar me for a very long time. But what I've learned is, is I can still use that platform to help people. Like, if they loved me as that person, I want to get to a space where they can love me for my art, they can love me for my talent, they can love me for my hard work. And if I'm being honest with them, I'm not throwing something away. I'm just evolving as a person, as we all do, as an artist does. And I think I've learned to let a lot of, like, mercy and grace in my own self. And I i think it's translated and i don't think i've offended as many people coming out as i had as i was expecting that now going back to adam i saw Oh my gosh, I saw so many similarities, little quirks that he had and little mm-hmm. things that he would say and do in his, these visceral reactions that he would had when something was mentioned. Like I saw a lot of my, my younger self in him. And so I remember Adam uh, with Jeremy and Jeremy and I are both like openly gay men at this point. I asked Adam, I'm like, why don't you come over? Let's hang out. And we were watching like, uh, we were watching, I think on the show, like RuPaul's Drag Race season four. <laughs> and that was like my wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like way to say, Hey, it's okay. We're all good. We're all good. We're all gay here. Yeah. (laughs) And what's funny is it it did. It was kind of like this transformative moment where like I gave him a hug. We were talking about, I even said at one point without even asking him like, "Do, do you think that guy's cute? And I said that and he had to answer yes or no, as opposed to I'm not gay. Right. It was one of those things where I just treated him like I knew he was. And it was the most easy transition for him. He never had to say he was gay. And and seeing that and knowing that he was going to be at the Olympics this year, he asked me to do a piece. And the piece that we did was called "O." Oh. It was originally, uh, yeah, the piece of like a broken bird's wing, right? I love that falling from the flock. And we originally did it as a show piece, and it was about his story. It was about him trying to pretend like flying with the norm, flying with the flock. And of course, I'm relating to this too, right? You're like, so I totally
1: get this. So we,
0: it was it was our piece in that sense, so personal, you know, falling from grace. Parenthetically speaking, and having that broken wing, and maybe someday I'll fly again, or maybe—and what it was—it was you know you're still looking at that flock and trying to fly again, and you can't. Um, but then out of nowhere, you're finding beauty of of moving on the ground, you know, and being in that space. And that was the visual for us. It was it was realizing okay, we may have fallen from some sort of pedestal, some sort of perspective that fans and friends and family might have put us in, but there's still beauty in the new space that you're in it might be on the ground but but it's there's beauty on the earth
1: but it's so real and i think um what i love too because so much of men's skating is like who's got the quad who's got the quad how many quads quads? who's Who's got got the quad quad? yeah it's so crazy right um I miss artistry. And I Adam know. brings back artistry and especially that piece. You yeah. just watch it and you're like, this is what skating can look like. Yeah. I remember like the Battle of the Bryans. You watch a Brian Orser yeah. and Brian Boitano piece and you're mm-hmm. like, there's some artistry right there.
0: Good old 1984 Olympics. Yeah, of 88. course. 88. Sorry, 88. yes. 88.
1: 84 was Scotty Hamilton. Scotty so. Hamilton yeah, yeah.
0: and Katarina Witt. Yes. Yes. And she won 88 as well. She Double did. Yeah. She's so good. And as a boy, I used to like Battle watch. the Carmens. The Carmens oh, were, oh my gosh. Epic, right? So Christy good. Yamaguchi versus Yuka Sato, who's like a dear friend of mine, She's right? incredible. Oh, my God. So, like, yeah, working with all those people, it's a dream. Because I work with most of those names. It's insane. Because I used to watch the figure skating videos with my mom. We'd watch them on VHS. And I would go and put my rollerblades on and copy the routines. So, like, full circle how amazing to be doing this and to, like...
1: I'm I'm a queen fan. The Michelle Kwan, the queen. I have watched Fields (laughs) of Gold more times than I care to count because I'm like, and then she's like crying. Like she almost won the gold in Salt Lake. I
0: know, gosh. I
1: I have not got. I'm sure she's moved on. I have not. I'm not over that. I'm not.
0: I am not over that. As much as like people in my season are not over Travis winning, I am not over Michelle getting that gold over Tara Lipinski. No offense. (laughs) I love Tara's correspondence.
1: 2002 in Salt Lake too. I'm not over that one where she fell. Okay, that's a whole different story. That's so many things. I,
0: I I have. Block that out completely. <laughs> I
1: can't. I, can't. <laughs> I love that though, and you, you and Adam like are continuing to just like working on projects together. We are. So yeah. tell me just a little bit about um, you might have a show together on streaming on a streaming service. We'll just say yeah.
0: We can't like kind of go into the specifics so yet because we're kind of but dealing just some with some ideas that. of what just, you might be just doing. Some ideas. There might be a show that kind of revolves around this buddy buddy documentary series between Adam and I, traveling different parts of the world and exploring some cultural places. Uh, dances, experiences, food, fashion, art that can influence us to create a once a week different program for him on the ice. So me working with like local dancing, like if I'm going somewhere, let's say Sevilla, and I wanted to learn a little bit about flamenco or maybe some sort of Spanish dance or some sort of hula from like a Polynesian place, like I'm going to be working through that to learn certain things while maybe Adam explores the cultural norms of that. And we find a way to make a beautiful dance ice Artistic piece. Not worrying about how many quads we have, not worrying about how many figures or sit spins we do, but rather making the medium what it should be artistic which is what he's doing, which is what we've been doing as as a duo, as a team, so to speak.
1: What an incredible collaboration, you guys. I mean, it's just yeah. like, when you get, you, you find that spark with someone, and you're like, we are creatively so good together.
0: It works. There's, there's synergy, and you find that, like you were saying earlier on, choreographers have their people in their pool. Mine just happen to be, like, a handful of Olympians. You know what I mean? It's just so random. No and big deal. Just some No big Olympians. deal. Like... But most people think that that's kind of silly. Like I used to say, like, even a couple years back, like, yeah, I'm working with a lot of, like, figure skaters, and people look like oh your career must be really failing and I'm like no because my people are gonna be like winning medals You know what I mean? Like my people. They might be on Wheaties
1: boxes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the
0: cover of 20 magazines next month. Sports
1: Illustrated at the Oscars. Yeah,
0: no big deal. No no big deal. deal. In fact, Adam called me this morning. He's like, he's like, he's like, Benji, I need help right now. I'm like, yeah, you need a lot of help right now. Like you haven't called me back in three weeks. We were supposed to have a meeting. He's a little overwhelmed right now. I'm like, I've kind of been there when I was on the show, and like that first month is nuts. I can only imagine with the exposure he's had right now globally, what he's going through. And so we kind of talked about it. He was venting about how tired. He was and this, that, and the other, but he's like, I need a new piece. He's like, we need to do a new piece for Stars on Ice tour as well, so we're working on that. And then he's like, also, he's like, I need you to teach me how to partner dance because there's a potential.
1: sorry s- Dancing with Stars. Dancing maybe? with the Stars dancing scenario, with star- right? All right. Well, let's bring this up because yeah. we've got Adam. Uh, could he be partnered with a male?
0: Oh, so I think. Or do
1: you think they're open to that?
0: I think, uh, from what I've heard through the grapevine, that yes, I think that Adam being partnered with a male would be amazing. Um, I think that there's very few males that would be willing and or ready to do it. And here's my issue. And this is why I think someone like me, I would be ready to do this. My dad taught me how to dance and my mom taught me how to dance when I was two and a half years old. Mm -hmm. And the very first time I learned my first steps, it was a basic and what we call West Coast swing. We're calling it modern swing now because it's done to new music. Um, He put me on top of his feet. And I was wearing a onesie, a skeleton onesie. My, paint, my face was painted uh, orange to be like a pumpkin. It was a Halloween like celebration party or something. He puts my feet on top of him, and he makes me walk the steps of a basic. And that basic was a follower's basic. So what's really cool about our genre, only my genre actually started this. In West Coast Swing or Modern Swing, we literally did not say ladies, gentlemen. Or the man's role, the female's role. What we talked about was leader and follower. Ah, ah right. So yes. having the ability to partner and understand that there's affect and effect calling the pattern, reacting to the pattern, we react to the pattern, is a concept that I would love to bring to a platform such as Dancing with the Stars.
1: And we're also in an age where th- we're talking about gender and what yes. gender fluid and mm-hmm. what that means, mm-hmm. transgender, there's so many different Absolutely. levels to all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some people in America will not agree with this, but at the same time, this is what is happening exactly. in the world. So, right, right. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wake up. Wake up. Welcome. welcome. <laughs> and
0: how am How amazing would it be to do on something owned by Disney, to have two men partnering up? And the great thing is, like, let's say, parenthetically or hypothetically, that that he and I partner up, right? The one thing that I would make important and make emphasis is to not camp it up, right? Right. There's enough camp in in, in Adam and I's personalities. You're going to get your videos of, like, us doing something, for example. But if we were to partner up, what I would focus on is the ability to interchange role. So at one point I would transition and lead something but followed by Adam reacting and taking over the lead. Oh, I love that. Do you know what I mean? Like, to yes. me, that would be a beautiful set of skill because it is right now, Dancing with the Stars, it's, a, it's an amazing show. It has put dance on the map in a way that I never thought possible. We haven't had this kind of exposure as dancers since the golden era of film right. with the Sid Charisse's and the Fred Astaire's of the Musical. world. Right, yeah. right. So having that ability, it's, I'm thankful for it. I love it. I've performed on the show many times. I've choreographed a lot of numbers on the Your show. Your
1: sister was a pro. My
0: sissy butt was on it for yeah. six seasons, right? So I, I wouldn't mind doing a season where we could do something. Why? Because one, Adam would be amazing. He needs to be on the show anyways. But I think to showcase Adam and to pigeonhole him into being the role of the man dancing with a scantily clad woman is just not really what would be like a chemistry inducing experience.
1: This is a game changer if they do that. I think so. And here's the other thing that I'm just thinking too. Mm -hmm. If they did this in the all athlete edition, it's four weeks. Yeah. Try it out. This is a great season. That's right. We start slowly. We don't don't do the 11 weeks like we do in the fall. Let's keep Mm -hmm. it, you know.
0: Look at Queer Eye, the new, the new show on Netflix, oh, right? So Queer so Eye good. makes everybody cry, right? And and so all of my straight friends are like, I'm watching Queer Eye, I can't believe it. And the one thing mm-hmm. that it did is it showed the humanity of gay talent. And I know that, that it, it's very weird to say that because sometimes we can be campy, we can be this, but if there's heart behind it, if there's skill behind it, if there's knowledge behind it, we're gonna be able to translate that and influence people. And so I don't, like I know immediately that Hollywood and like the left-brained, left-sided crowd mm-hmm. of the political platform are gonna vote for Adam no matter what he does sure right but if you had a couple i want our dancing to be so good so respectful and so brilliant that it's going to force the red-hatted make america great again folk to pick up their phone and vote for us
1: and that's what queer Eye did by going into georgia instead of going to new york city or los angeles where we're like we get it we're good yeah and that's and i think you know turning some of those opinions because i I love that they said that the original queer Eye was about tolerance this is about acceptance acceptance brilliant
0: exactly and i was on i was on a reality tv show once as a competitor right and i and i wasn't i, I at the time i hadn't discovered my authentic self it's not that i was faking it but i hadn't discovered that yet and and I, I did suggest to Adam years past, I'm like, for you to be open about this at the Olympics is gonna be big. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like if I was to have a chance to dance on the show again or or, or one of those shows, right? If I was to go back on season fifteen and so to the Nets, Well right. we can have
1: you choreograph. Yeah, let's if talk if to they Jeff. Let's talk to Jeff Thacker. Jeff about Thacker, this. you
0: know my number, we text ever occasionally anyways. <laughs> but you know, I would love personally, if I were to go on dancing with the stars, if I were to do it, I would wanna do it like that. I would want to be open, authentic to make it work. Because every time they've tried that with, like, the Carson Crestleys of the world, um, Margaret Chow, she did it as well. Mm -hmm. They were wearing these giant rainbow flags, and it became, like, a gay pride parade, which is great. And there's a space for that, right? There's a total space for that. But to normalize a man and and a man dancing with one another. These are
1: your neighbors. They're they're getting married. They're raising families. This is...
0: That's what I think. I'm On the
1: PTA. Yeah. And Adam
0: <laughs> and I talked about that this morning. Like, if, if this were to ever happen, that is how we would want to make it happen.
1: I'm down for this. I like this.
0: I'm deputy down you for guys. this. You
1: guys. Come on, let, let's get let's talk to Dancing ABC. Start tweet tweeting up. them, please. Tweet I think that's up. important. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to mention because we're we're literally down to like the last few minutes. Is that
0: our clock? right That there? is our clock.
1: I told I'm you. I'm so a...
0: sorry if I've like over. Like, no, I'm going to shut up. You. This talk, is a conversation.
1: Talk. This is why I said we'll just talk. I I didn't even get to half the topic, so I just keep telling people I'm going to invite you back, and so we have another hour with you. There we go. Um, but I know you have another project coming up, and I don't want to um forget about it since your your show is headed to Off Broadway. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. So there's a there's a show a music satire musical satire major satire so like uh, it's called the Trump Family Special and obviously it's a political satire Mm -hmm. musical Um, we did a couple of soft openings in LA Uh, the response was really really positive more than we could have ever accepted we thought it was going to be a one and done kind of funny little show to put together and it's kind of taken on this own momentum and we're going to be doing a soft debut in New York followed by probably a three month stint as well off Broadway and potentially there's a couple of producers talking like they're going to try and make it like a national tour, an mm-hmm. international tour, a la Kinky Boots. And it's very similar to like a Hamilton in terms of its energy, in terms of its humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's done with modern day things. And what we want to do with this show is that as, as the politics and as the, the tweets change, our chapters are based upon the tweets that Donald Trump makes.
1: So the show's constantly evolving. It
0: evolves constantly. So if
1: you see it in June, it might be totally different in August. Yeah,
0: it, weekly it might change. Oh, even and what's, great. What's awesome is, is we're going to actually have an interactive setup where if we have multiple casts in Chicago, L.A., New York, for example, London, that I'm going to actually send videos of new choreography, new staging for each cast and do everything via the Internet to make sure that we're all speaking and talking about the exact same political agenda and situation that Donald Trump tweets. And the good thing is, is if you come and see it, we're going to be performing in L.A. I'll, I'll put some links up like on my Great. Twitter and Facebook. We're doing L.A. and New York shows within the next month. But like if people come to it and see it, like they're going to see the same show everywhere else. But Trump will not be present. <laughs> so all the family members, it's about his family. Oh. And Trump is never there. Because some people were like, I want to go, but I'm so done seeing his face and his small hands and his orange skin. Like, I'm so done seeing that. You don't have to see him. You hear his voice, because we have an amazing I- impersonator, just do his tweet voice. Right. And that's as much Trump as you get.
1: And it's the rest of the, the family. Yeah. yeah. And Interesting. it's
0: dysfunctionally beautiful and hysterical. And it was a joy to work with it. Danny Salas wrote and produced it. Tor and Lisa did all the music. They've done, like, Emmys. Uh, They've won um, Tony Awards for their music work. So, like, it was kind of a labor of love. We all did it for free. And it's kind of turning into something. So we're really excited never... about it. This and... is a
1: really good point. Like, you win a show and you sit there and, you know, you think, like, I'm just going to go and, like, do jobs and make money. And do Sometimes doing a project like Labor of Love yeah. turns into the most, um, I-, I think, fruitful thing personally. But then you never know where it goes you or where know. it leads you. Even if you never make any money on it, sometimes mm-hmm. uh, it's a calling card to something else. Or yeah. Just... People we need to remember that, I think, sometimes.
0: Yeah, I follow... This is going to sound really weird, but one of those weeks that I followed choreographers around, I also followed scientists, neuroscientists, psychologists, because I wanted to get into the psychology of things. I'm a synesthetic. It's a mental disorder where we... Our neuropathways touch differently. Mm -hmm. So sight, sound, texture, taste, smell are a little crisscrossed. So I hear and see sound. So, okay. like, for instance, when I drive, I can't drive with music on because, like, ribbons come out of the speakers. I was say, do you see color Sometimes I see color, color all the yeah. time, right. So, yeah, a movement, for instance, is a, is a sound, is a color, is an energy, is a texture, is a pulse. So, um, I have to be very careful with that. And so I've studied this, but one person that I worked with one time, he was Tony Robbins' life coach. His name is Johnny Buffini. He's on Instagram. He's amazing. And he works with, like, peak performance and whatever profession you're in. He analyzes your personality profile, yeah. finds a way to help you out. And so, like, for the business side, so that I can help, like, take care of my, you know stuff. It's so important. It's so important. Like I learned a lot of business about that. So in closing, he told me one thing. He's like, Benji, he's like, you need to get on top of your business side of things. You need to answer emails. You need to set a small time aside. So if I can give any budding choreographer or dancer, take a day 30 minutes to an hour to answer your emails, answer your phone calls, and if you feel overwhelmed, respond to Kristen
1: Burt. <laughs> respond
0: to Kristen as I did and just say if you don't know how to answer it, seek the answers and just reply quickly, can you give me a couple of days to think about this? There's nothing wrong with saying that you don't have to answer in that moment. Hollywood's going to pressure you, but if you take 3 days and say, "Can I get back to you on this in a couple of days to talk this over with my agent, my family, my priest, my shrink, whatever," do it. But um what he told me, he's like, "You got to do your business well enough so that you have Enough in savings to do that project, that passion project, at least once a month to find a passion project. And so once a month, I've either done, produced a full music video of dance. Like a dance video, mm-hmm. I, I invested in like a beautiful six k recording camera and lighting equipment just to do something just to do something, not to promote an idea, not to promote um, something, but just to push my art as a dancer right. and I try and do genres that I'm not actually proficient in that I would say, and I try and dance or like have an iconoclastic meeting with another dancer and make something happen or an artist, and it's great to do and so Trump Family Special was like that yeah, project for me. It was free you. pushes me, and what's funny is is we're probably going to make money off that you know what i mean like yeah, you'd never back in points and producing this tv show is just a funny idea that we were going to do on youtube originally and now uh, i was going to say the name but a, like, a streaming a streaming, company a streaming company wants to buy the like, idea <laughs> yeah so don't don't limit yourself and and listen to your voice you know push yourself as a dancer push yourself as a choreographer and never stop learning and never stop dancing I love
1: this. Benji, you know what? I'm so excited that we're gonna have you here on the West Coast because I'm like, Yeah. I know we're gonna be friends. I just I, know I, it. I, feel I was it too. like, I just feel it. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I'm so excited. And uh, you know, thank you so much for just sharing your thoughts. I think that there's, you know, we have a, a lot of young dancers, a lot of people that follow mm-hmm. dance, and I think that uh opening up ideas, especially, you know, seeing yeah. sex couple dancing, this is so important. Yeah. Um, I think that this is really sort of like moving the needle, and I hope we see it.
0: I hope so too. Be vocal about this guys get on Twitter talk about it at dancing or ABC dance dancing
1: ABC at dancing ABC throw it out there you know what the more that they know that the fans are, especially the hardcore fans, we yeah. you know you guys are going to be watching every single week.
0: Hashtag Ademji, I think that's what they're calling us online right now. I are ad, they? Yeah, Ademji.
1: Ademji. Ademji. We already have Team Ademji. Team Ademji.
0: <laughs> team Versatility.
1: <laughs> I love this. This is so good. Uh, you'll come back, right? And We'll talk more stuff because I feel I like. I would love to. Yeah, I feel like we've got another hour or two in us. <laughs> I,
0: I, I think so too. I think yes, so. let's give the let's give the viewers a break. But yes, most definitely, Kristen.
1: All right, and where can they find you on social media? You can
0: find me at Benji Schwimmer, B-E-N-J-I-S-C-H-W-I-M-M-E-R at Instagram and...
1: Twitter, Twitter and, and
0: Facebook.com slash my name, Benji Schwimmer, as well.
1: Excellent. And we're going to be working on getting your sister in the hot seat. Nice. Right. Yeah, all right. I know. That was, that was thrown in my email today. So you just never know. I was Perfect. like, I, we're talking all Schwimmers. Aww. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us here at To the Point with Kristen Burt. Next week, we're going, we're throwing back to Dancing with the Stars, old school, too. We got oh. Elena Grinienko. Oh, right yeah. On. I know. And, and then uh, so the beautiful. week after that, I've got, uh, Uh, Karina Smirnoff so it's gonna be oh
0: that's my homie
1: I know we got a couple fun weeks (laughs) come ahead so thank you guys for joining us don't forget to check out all the latest dance news on Dance Network TV and of course don't forget Popcorn Talk thanks so much for hosting us bye guys from producers Maria Menounos Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire Popcorn Talk Network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only, will not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.